Hello and good morning, Zara. Good morning, good morning. Cheers but to you. I'm, I'm double fisting it today. You're double fisting it? <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I, have, I have to get some coffee in me. <laughs> right? So. Uh, so a little coffee to get you up, a little wine to chill you down, right? <laughs> exactly. It'll, it'll balance it all out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, goodness. So how has your week been? Uh, so far, so good. We're, everyone's alive. Everything's going smoothly, Excellent. I think. Um, it's been like a good revenue week, which I'm really excited considering mm. we're talking about profitability. Profitability, today, so. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Drew. Hello, Drew. Drew is already here hanging out. Awesome. Good morning to you. And uh, my wife is here. <laughs> Drew says coffee and wine, I'm gain. Cheers for that. I'm getting actually though. I'm not a coffee drinker. I've never been a coffee drinker. I Oh no. I, I don't just, know if we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end the stream now. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, I just never developed a taste for it. I've tried it and I'll try it periodically and it's just like, yeah, not for me, you know. Yeah. Which, no, I get it. Uh and I, I live with one of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Don, is your oh, husband yeah. not a coffee he drinker? cannot stand the smell of it. That's why I do like the oh, single. Like okay, the, the pods. Mm -hmm. Instead of, because I would like brew a cup of coffee or a pot of coffee in the mornings and he would just like, like throw wah, a bit. Oh, God. See, here's the thing. I used to love the smell of coffee. I don't mind it now, but... Um, what I can't stand is the stale of the smell of stale coffee. Oh yeah. And yeah. and that's be I worked at a convenience store, Quick Trip, um, for a long time, almost a decade. Oh my and, god. And yeah, and and every time I would walk out of there to go home, I could just smell the stale stink of coffee on me from literally like steeping Ugh. myself in it all day long. Yeah. So. For a long time, I couldn't stand the smell of coffee, period. Right. But now that I don't work there anymore, I, I appreciate the aromas, but I cannot take that stale smell because it immediately takes me back to being at work and coming out of there and just that stink, and I right. hated that so much. No, uh, it makes sense. It yeah. makes all kinds of sense. <laughs> Fine. We can just be wine friends. We'll be wine, wine and photography friends <laughs> <laughs> and business friends, right? Yeah, there we go. I guess I could live with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sandy has joined us as well. Hello, Sandy. And uh, Drew says, I wasn't a coffee drinker until friends opened a shop and started making coffee for me, and now they've gotten him into it. And now they are my biggest word-working clients, right? Nice. That's some in-person marketing right there. There you go. Yeah. Right? The relationship marketing right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, we are talking about profitability today, right? We are. We so are. what the heck does that even mean? I mean, we all think we know what it means, but we should probably actually know what it means before we talk about it, because having a sort of base level understanding is appropriate for this kind of thing. I right. Think. And I'm actually kind of interested to know what people think profitability means. Okay. Right? So so let's hear. Hey, Dave is here too. Hey, Dave, 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 Dave. Dave, which part of the country are you in right now? <laughs> no, <seriously>. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like a he's like a he's like the pong ball right now going back and forth from like Wisconsin to LA to Wisconsin to LA to Wisconsin to LA. I'm like, where is this guy right now? I'm gonna guess he's in LA right now because I think he's got till the end of this week. That's what I thought. He has to. He'll be fully in Wisconsin. All right. The... 
So, so Dave, Dave, when you're fully in Wisconsin, let me know so we can get together and uh, drink some wine and do some stuff. He's in L.A. still. Yep. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. Dave's a coffee drinker. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we actually, we actually owe Dave a bottle of wine. So <laughs> We owe Dave a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what, what? So for those of you hanging out in the chat, what do you? When you think of profitability for your business, what do you think that means? Let us know in the chat. So I will kind of go over what the assumption has always been, and kind of what I hear and what I've always thought of profitability until I like really got into it. Mm -hmm. And like it was always like, oh, if you're making money, then you're profitable. Mm. But that's not the mm, case, right? right? Because your bank account might be getting money, but like your credit card's spending it. Right. <laughs> so unless you can balance those out, you're not making money. Um, and my like the most straightforward answer that I can give you is that whatever is left over after you've paid everyone, you've paid your expenses, you've paid Uncle Sam, you've paid yourself, you've paid your employees you have taken care of everything whatever is left over mm -hmm. that's your profit mm -hmm. <laughs> and so if you have you know let's say ten thousand dollars a year in expenses you are not profitable until you have made ten thousand and one dollars and you're mm -hmm. only profitable by a dollar <laughs> you know right so drew says for me profit is any revenue over my direct and indirect costs exactly Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. And I think people forget that. So, and that's where we see a lot of people who, you know, come into any industry, not just photography, and they're like, oh, well, I can charge $50 a session or like 100 bucks a session because I'm making money. Mm -hmm. But in reality, they're actually paying whoever their client is to be there. Right. And I think one of the important things to touch on, too, uh, is indirect costs. Uh, indirect costs can absolutely and certainly be monetary, but indirect costs are also like your time mm -hmm. um, and and other things that cost you in ways that aren't necessarily you paying money to someone or something. Right, exactly. Um, I think time is one of the ones that we kind of don't think about. We're just like, oh, yeah, like I can do that. I can stay up until 2 in the morning and work on this. Mm -hmm. And you forget that like, if you were working in an office setting at a nine to five, you get paid hourly. Like yep. you get paid for those hours that you're there. And if you're not getting paid for those hours, then that's a cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Sandy, Sandy says to me, profitability would mean all your monthly business expenses are fully paid and you have money coming into spare and to use for what you'd like. Yep. Yes. So, so it seems like everybody's on the same page, which is good. <clears throat> Yeah, I, that yeah. is really good because we do have a lot of people who kind of don't think about it. But even understanding the de definition of what profitability is still makes it really hard to like truly be profitable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> because then we forget to pay ourselves. Like paying yourself is actually an expense to your business. Mm -hmm. Like while you own your business and you are the owner and this is where I think that a lot of small businesses kind of fall into a pit hole is that – for the first, you know, three, four, five years, as long as they are paying those business expenses, as long as they're surviving, they're like, okay, we're doing good. Which sometimes, yeah, that's what you need to do. 
but you have to make sure you're paying yourself. Like that is an expense that has to be paid. Okay, so, so here's an interesting thing. I haven't been paying myself. I've never actually paid myself. Therefore, you are not profitable. You don't know if you're profitable if you haven't been paying yourself. I mean, like <laughs> when, I, when I look at straight, you know, business revenue and business expenses, the mm. business is profitable, but I've never actually paid myself. But would the business be profitable if you were paying yourself? No, because I'd pay myself all the extra money. <laughs> I mean, I like I fall into that all the time. And actually what I found and that's kind of what I like wanted to talk about today is what I found is that I have to separate out money as soon as it comes in. Mm -hmm. And this is from so profit first is a book and like this whole method. Uh, Mike, I can't say his last name. Michael, something like that. Um, he's actually got a couple of really good books and mm -hmm. I love like his approach to profit and it's called profit first. And what you do is, and you can set this up in any way, but the simplest way is you set up three to five different bank accounts, like completely separate. So you have a bank account that's your operating costs for your business. You set up a bank account for owner's pay. So that's your salary. You set up an account for uncle Sam. So your taxes, uh, you set up an account for, um, profit and there was one more that he does i think i only have those four okay i don't think i have another account anyway so you set up these accounts that are separate and then you decide what percent you want to spend per category so for me like 10 percent goes into my profit account mm -hmm. 35 goes into my tax account and then i divide the rest up okay um, and what you do with the profit account is that Let's say, you know, $1,000 comes in and you're setting aside 10%. So you take that 100 bucks and you put it into this account. I have it completely separate. So most of my uh, accounts, my business operation accounts, all of that are with one bank. But my profit account is with American Express. It's a savings account with American Express. And it takes several days to transfer money out of that account. And that's the reason why I have it separate nah. so that it's not easily accessible where I can transfer money into the other accounts. Okay. So basically so I, understanding your own human, whatever tendencies, you put up that barrier to make it harder for you to access that money. Yep. Yeah. And I, everyone, everyone is the same way. Cause like how many people log in to their bank account? They're like, Oh, okay. I've got, you know, an extra thousand bucks in my savings account, I'm good. Mm. But if you don't see that, then you're not going to use it. And the whole idea, like his whole concept on this, which like I agree with 100%, and I, I am really annoyed that I can't take credit for this, but it's, <laughs> he's older than me. He came up with it first, you know, um, is that when you, whatever money you are given, whatever money you have, you will spend all of it. So let's say, you know, you need to do and marketing some. and then, right. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're given like, let's say a hundred dollars to do a marketing campaign, you will use that entire hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. If you are given $90, you will make the same thing happen with $90. It's the whole concept of like time management, right? People right. who are procrastinators like us, you can give me a project and tell me I have a week to do it. And it'll take the entire week to do it. And it will take me the entire week to do it. 
Or you can give me that same project and tell me you have, you know, 24 hours to do it and I will get it done in yeah. those 24 hours. I think that's probably what... just as well, if not better. Uh huh. That's probably why deadlines are so important. And right. Is that a concept you can apply to profitability then? Yes. Is like a deadline of a sort? Yep. Well, and it's the percentages, right? So instead of a deadline, okay. you have the percentages. Mm-hmm. And so you take whatever percent is your profit, whatever percent is your tax, and you set those aside. And the nice thing about this method is that like you will never – like when it comes time to pay taxes, you will have the money. You're not going to be like – I remember years ago where like tax time would come around and I would like push it off to like the last day mm-hmm. to go into my tax account. And she would get so mad at me. In fact, I'm actually going to go see her today because I need to do like my mid-year quarterly stuff and have questions. But like in the past, I would avoid her like the plague because I was like, oh, my God, they're going to tell me that I need to pay. And I don't know where this money is going to come from. Right. Or like she'd do my numbers and she'd be like, oh, okay, well, like, you know, you made 100 grand this year. And I'm like, but where's that money? Where's that money? (laughs) (laughs) Where did that 100 grand go? Right. Um, and so once I started, you know, putting money aside and what I do is he kind of suggests to do it like quarterly. I do it once every six months. So I do okay. it. I'm doing mine right quarterly. Annually. Um, so this is for the profit, not for the taxes, taxes oh, okay. I pay quarterly because my, uh, my county and the state and federal will not be happy if I do it. <laughs> right. But I do. So when I put the money aside for profit, he says that at, like at the end of every quarter you go in. And whatever you have in there, you pay yourself 50% of that as a bonus. Mm -hmm. And that's your fun money. You can use it for vacation. You can use it for whatever you want, pay bills, whatever it is. Uh, But that's your bonus. So like once a quarter, you pay yourself a bonus from your profit account, but it's only 50%. Or you can do like a quarter or whatever you want. It's up to you how much you want to pull from there to pay yourself as a bonus. but it makes it so much nicer because then like you can go in and you can be like, hey, look, I actually made money. Like mm-hmm. here are my profits instead of doing what every single business owner does and pretty much live paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> and if you're not paying yourself, you can't even live paycheck to paycheck. It's literally like, OK, like what's going to come in this month? Right. <laughs> um so I actually really, really like that method. And like if anyone hasn't, you know, read the book or he's got like a bunch of stuff on his website too. I think it's like if you just go to just Google Profit First Mike, it'll come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I have the link actually here. Okay. Uh, there is – he's got the book. He's got a bunch of resources uh, that are free. And just like check it out because I think everyone should be doing this. Mm-hmm. So Drew, uh, talking about the indirect costs, said that forgetting the indirect costs um, or your supply costs was a huge hurdle for him when he was running another shop. Uh, example, how much sandpaper they used or how long he was working on drawings and rework. Yeah, that that could be. And that's the thing, like keeping track of, I think, what was it, last episode or a couple episodes ago, we talked about like keeping track of like everything you do. And it can be like, it can seem like really tedious and a giant task. But if you like set it up from the beginning, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to just like at the end of every week, you know, sit down and kind of like plug it in mm-hmm. and then you're good to go. And then you mm-hmm. know your cost. And I'm actually really bad about that. 
<laughs> so now I'm like, oh my god! Once I get off of here, I need to like find all my crap for this mm-hmm. <laughs> for this past six months, so my tax accountant doesn't hate me. <laughs> but That's you know, one... setting ahead. yourself up for success. Yeah, yeah. That the one thing I've been pretty good at is setting up that paperwork stuff so that it's um, fairly well organized and easy to put together and access for um, the accountant and for the taxes. Uh, but that's that can be a real hurdle. Uh, my wife also had a comment regarding the procrastination, uh, and this is <laughs> this is very true. This is very me. Uh, she says, "I don't often procrastinate. I enjoy doing something and then continue to think about it during the rest of the time that is available to tweak it, make it better, or whatever." But being married to someone who is that would be me uh, can be really challenging. And like I, I fully admit it. Like I. Um, I procrastinate, you know, especially if it's if it's something that I have some anxiety about or yep. is just going to be a pain in the ass or whatever. Like I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to pretend that fucking thing doesn't exist. And, yep. and it's a, and it is a problem. And I know that frustrates her a lot. I think because like we are so alike on that, and we've <laughs> talked about it before that like I am 100% a procrastinator too, 100%. And what I've been like trying to implement, and this is like an uphill battle for me uh-huh. um, is that trying to like touch it once is the method like so it applies to like emails or to like even crap that's like right now my office is a mess but like for example this cord like it needs to like be stuck in a drawer or thrown away and it's been sitting on my desk so if i touch it once so like right now i'm gonna throw it in the trash can <laughs> And we're done. <laughs> that's that's. I believe that's a Lean Six Sigma principle, right? It like, is. Yes. Yeah. Touch it once. So, like, when you open your emails, respond to it immediately. So, if you know that you're not going to be able to respond to it, don't, don't open it. it. Um, so, I had like I was talking about this on my Instagram um, like a week ago or so, and someone replied back and said, "Oh, you know, the fact that like I have email on my phone makes it really hard for me because like." I'll check email while I'm driving or I'll check email while like I'm at dinner or something and I can't respond back. And I was like, well, take the app off your phone. Right. If you know that you're constantly going to be checking it, because I'm guilty of this, I'll see a text come through, mm-hmm. but I'll look at that text, but I'm driving or I'm doing something that I can't respond to it right away. And then I'll forget right. about it because get, it gets buried. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to get back to that person. It makes me look like, you know, looks really crappy. And so my rule has been do not open emails or texts unless I can respond to it. So uh, I want to I want to share a couple of tips on that, actually. This is this is off topic of profitability. but I still think it's it's worthwhile business conversation. We're just winging it today. Yeah, a little bit, which is number one. This is that is precisely the reason I turn off all notifications except for like the absolutely most important things. As an example, text messaging is one of the things that I do get notifications from, but I am very stingy with who actually has my phone number and can text me. Right. So I literally get, I, it's literally like family and you, Zara, and like a couple of other of my photographer slash, you know, partner friends that I do this kind of stuff with. Everything else is coming through like Facebook Messenger or some other platform, which I have Messenger on my phone, but notifications are 100% off. It's, yeah. you know, 
so I have full control over that. And same with my email, notifications are totally off so that that stuff doesn't try to trick me into looking at it and then and then trigger that response and that feeling of, oh, now I need to deal with it, but I can't deal with it because whatever, I'm in the car or something, or it's just a pain in the ass to do on the phone. Right. So much better to not deal with it. Second, yep. second, second tip is turning off wherever you can, turning off read receipts. So if you do want to look that. at the thing so that you can see what it is because you need or want to see it, but you don't want to left them on read, then you can turn off turn off your read receipts where you can. Can you do that with Messenger on Facebook? No, uh. which is super fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can do it. You can. I know you're new to iPhone. You can do it with. I, um, you did it. I figured it out. Awesome! High five for that. <laughs> yep, I did the exact same thing. Because <laughs> then I figured out that you can actually turn it on for the people that you want, and yep. so for like my mom and like a couple of like my close friends, I turned it on. Because I'm like, okay, if like you see that I read it and I didn't reply, keep bugging me. <laughs> right, because right. I probably like it's exactly what I did, right? I saw it mm-hmm. and then I didn't reply because it's like, okay, like I'm always going to respond to my mom. I'm not right. going to like leave her hanging. But if I'm driving and like she asked me a question, I didn't get back to her anyways. But that's yeah. a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. So now flipping that around a bit, like is there a way we can apply some of these principles to profitability? Uh, as an example, you know, setting this up, setting up those bank accounts, you've, you've already talked about how that is one way to do this. And then putting some friction in between you and the sort of, you know, spendable money that you don't want to spend is another thing. Um, what are some other things we can do to ensure or protect that profitability that we are trying to build and have? So I think the biggest thing is like, really what every time. So I do it, twice a week mm-hmm. i do it on wednesdays and i do it on saturdays uh, it's kind of when i like pay my bills um, well i pay my bills twice a month but i do this twice a week because i have money coming in all throughout the week is every time that money comes in do not touch it like do not spend it until you have allocated where it goes mm-hmm. so if you got a hundred dollars for doing whatever and 30 percent of that needs to go into your tax account take that $30 and put it there. You know, $10 need to go into profitability, divide it up and then only use your operating cost account. So only your operation costs or operation expenses, whatever you want to call it, only pay things from there. So that would be the only account that you, it's your spendable money. Right. Okay. For business expenses, because obviously you also have that owner's pay account, and that's just for you to pay your regular bills, fund, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but as far as your business expenses, only look at whatever is in that operating account and use those versus looking at your other accounts and going. And so if you do have to separate out where like you have two different banks where you have your profit and your owner's pay in one, and then twice a month you have the owner's pay transfer money into your regular bank account to spend like just like you'd get a paycheck you can do that Um, and that's what i do i actually so those granted are in um, one bank so i bank with us bank i have for years and so i have my regular bank account that's like you know our regular bills things like that Um, and then i have my business accounts that are there and so twice a month on the 15th and on the 30th 
from my owner's pay account, it transfers over whatever amount I've set, like mine is 3,200 mm-hmm. per, um, to into our regular joint account like i don't even do it myself like it automatically on those days transfers that money in, just like i got a paycheck um makes it a lot easier to deal with things and it also makes it a lot easier when your significant other is like oh well how much money did you make this month <laughs> right he doesn't need to know <laughs> how much money my business i mean he does know but you know in general like he doesn't necessarily need to know what my business is profiting. Mm-hmm. He needs to know how much money am I contributing to the household income mm-hmm. so that we know what we can pay off or we know we need more or whatever. Right. Occasionally when it's come to like, Oh, we like overspend a little bit. Well, that's just like any other, any other paycheck, right? Like I'm not going to go to my employer if I'm working nine to five, and go, hey, um, I need an advance. So we have let things sit on credit cards sometimes mm-hmm. purely because I refuse to transfer that money over, even though the money's there. Mm-hmm. So now, like, we just got air conditioning installed. And that was one of those where, ugh, this is a big expense. So we waited until the quarter was over and I paid myself my bonus. And that's the money we use for the air conditioning. It's, such a fun expense, but you know, <laughs> right. it's starting to get hot. We need yeah. it. We need air conditioning. <laughs> but you know, we we timed it just like you would with any other job. And I think where a lot of people go wrong is that at, with the profitability concept is that they spend willy nilly, mm-hmm. and they don't see how much money they're making because, like, as soon as something comes in, it goes out the door. And that's just that's human nature, right? Whatever we have, we will spend. And so if you can really run your business just like a business, separate yourself out, like you're the employee of your company. Right, right. And treat like how would you treat any other employee? Mm-hmm. Treat it that way. Right. So Drew has a comment. He said, you make a really great point uh, right there, which if you are working as a business, get a separate business bank account uh, and that you need to keep those business and the personal account separate. Um, And on that note, from a mm -hmm. tax perspective, if you ever got audited and you are using your personal account or you're intermixing them, like I have a separate business credit card too. If you're intermixing them, it's the, the term is I think piercing the veil is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening, even if you're an LLC, even if you're set up completely separate, if your bank accounts aren't reflecting that and you're dipping into your business to pay personal stuff or your personal is paying for business stuff, you've pierced that veil, they can actually go after you for like you personally, even if you have that LLC set up. Hmm. So make sure you're keeping those separate. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like I got I got a slap on the wrist from my tax accountant a few years ago because she was like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> occasionally when, and I didn't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally people, instead of, you know, writing out Zara Ashby photography, they'd say Zara Ashby. Right. And therefore I could deposit that check into my regular, regular account. Cause it's just made out to my name. And what would happen is then I would show that on my tab. Like I would show it in my documentation that that money was paid to me, but it wasn't there because it went into the personal bank versus the business bank account. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, where is this money? 
Right. And that's where she she was like, you can't do that. She's like, so even if they make it out to you, you have to have it going to your business account. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Okay. So I think one of the most important things that I've at least learned here is is the concept of paying myself. Like I've just been thinking of my whole life kind of as, you know, the business, so to speak. Right. And, and it, it kind your, of is. Yeah, it becomes your life. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and you know, I mean, because that is my income. Yes, I do have my part-time job. And yes, that's money that comes in and, and that's separate from my business. But, um, and I do have, I have a separate account that is just for business money that comes in. Um, but yeah, my stuff is, 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 probably way more intermingled than it should be and probably needs to be separated and, and uh, dealt out differently and better. Um, one of the things that you said, though, um, is is pretty interesting, and I think it's something that we should spend some time talking about, which is the expenses of the business, because that clearly um, directly affects the profitability of the business, right. how much money you're spending. But before we talk about that, we should probably talk a little bit about our expenses and how people could help us with those. <laughs> With our merch. <laughs> I think I'm the only person who's bought from us, and that's awesome. It's, how is that for a segue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Help. Help us. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, like, if you guys wanted to check out the merch store, it's at shp.photo slash merch. I hope there's stickers. And there's the mugs. Zara, you've got that sweet mug right there. I, I do. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, I will admit, I was like, oh, is this going to be like too small? And I made my coffee in it this morning, and it's like the perfect size. Yeah. So. If you want to help us out with the merch, that would be super awesome. You can go to shp.photo slash bizmerch, uh, <laughs> and it would be a tremendous help. If you can't afford to buy some merch or your expenses already for your business are a little higher than you'd like them to be, that's fine. That's totally cool. Let people know about the group and invite them to join. Let people know about the podcast, which they can catch at uh, shp.photo slash podcast. Uh, it's on all of your major podcast platforms. Uh, so just search for Business Windup and you'll find us there. So let's talk about expenses. Like how do we deal with and manage and think about our expenses? Because obviously when you're running a business, expenses are a reality, right? And and. Right. One thing I would say, like right off the top, and I think that that whole setup you were talking about accounts for this already, but I still think it's worth actually separating this for a moment and talking about it, is the taxes. Because very clearly, we all don't like paying taxes. But no one does. <laughs> taxes are a cost of doing business. It's just yep. part of the deal. And you, you need to treat it that way. So if you're using that profit first method, you're going to have that account. You're just going to have the money go in there and, and you're going to pay it. Um, yes, you want to maximize your ability to keep that money with with le with every legal means necessary. Legal being the key term right. there. Um, but, you, but, but we just have to pay our taxes. And we have to think of that as part of our cost of doing business. So... So how do we how do we deal with and think about our expenses and and manage them to maximize our profitability? So I would say that there is well okay so I'll just tell you what I do is because <laughs> there are multiple ways of doing it right like right. you can take a look at it like we had talked about like there's two approaches of like increasing revenue or cutting mm -hmm. costs. Um, but there's also like a 
a combination of those two. Um, I think the first thing that anyone needs to do is make sure that you know what your cost of doing business is. Like, what are you actually paying out of pocket to run a business? Because so many of us don't know. And sometimes, like, you'll ask me, and I'm like, oh, it's like, I don't know, like, 15, 20, you know, 2200, 15 to 2200 a month. And one time my tax accountant looked at me and she was like, you don't know the exact number of what it's costing you? Cause those, those expenses are set, right? Like I have mm-hmm. my studio, I have my websites, I have, um, my Tave, my studio management program. I have what I pay my second shooters. Like they are set expenses. And so once you figure those out, it's a little bit easier to see. And the other thing too is a lot of times, like I did this a couple of months ago where like I went through to figure out what I was paying for and there were several things that I was paying for that I don't even use. Mm -hmm. And so I just got rid of those and there I cut, you know, I cut some costs. And so the first thing would be figure out what your cost of doing business is. And And in that you can also include paying yourself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So once you have that, then you can take a look at like, okay, well, I have this much that's going out every month. I have this much that's typically coming in. What can I do to either increase that or what can I do to cut back so that I actually have more profit left over? Um, and that I think focusing on increasing your revenue is a much better um, focus mentality, <laughs> mentality <laughs> than cutting costs. Cause where I don't like, like I've always wanted to just make more money. Like I want to keep living the life I'm living. Like I don't want to come back and live a more limited life. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone's aware. Like I like expensive things. Like I like living in a nice house. I like driving a nice car. So like I didn't want to give up those things. Like I can and cut my costs, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And so my focus has always been increasing because the other thing that I've ran into with like trying to cut costs is like, okay, you cut costs here and then all of a sudden something else comes up. Like for example, we just paid off one of our cars and then now my car, like I took it in for an oil change and all of a sudden I have like $2,700 worth of stuff that needs to be done to my truck. Mm -hmm. And it's probably not all of it isn't necessary, but you know, I got, I got a little invoice of like, oh, these are the things we're suggesting. And I was like, I just finished paying off, which I thought, oh, I'm cutting back costs because now I don't have this $500 payment a month. But all of a sudden, something else pops up, and that's just life. Like, yeah, yeah. That's Murphy's Law, right? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. And so my biggest suggestion would be increase revenue. Focus mm-hmm. on how you can make more money versus cutting costs. Right. Obviously not saying go spend willy-nilly. Right, like, right. Do not do that. <laughs> and and do like I think one of the things that people should do, like you just described, is do a periodic review of your recurring business expenses right and determine if there is something there that you can be cut because if you're spending money that is not benefiting you then that's just silly right uh the mentality should be increase increase revenue but you should always be aware of those expenses and managing those to um to maximize your profitability is really what it boils down to Right. And like not only looking looking at business expenses, but also look at what am I personally spending? So, for example, one of the things that I found when I was going through was that we were paying like $10 a month for stars. Mm -hmm. 
we like I think I clicked on it once because my daughter wanted to watch something that was only available through Stars and Prime automatically subscribed you subscribed me to it. So for a couple of months, we've been paying for and you know it's ten dollars, but ten dollars here, ten dollars there, like it really starts adding up and it can cut into your profitability by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would highly suggest doing that like once every six months, go through and look through your bank statement, look through your credit card statement, like what am I paying for monthly that I could avoid paying for? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another thing that can be done, this is something that, that creeps up on you when you're doing things online. And this is worth reviewing periodically. This is something that I need to review. I want to try to review it sometime this year is is a thing that I want to do. Um, is putting, like right now, I pay for a number, like I have my email service provider. I pay my web host. I have, um, you know, a membership platform for my web, uh, for my website. Uh, all of these different things that I pay separately. And what I want to look at is how much I'm paying for all of these separately, and is there an all-in-one platform that integrates all of that stuff together that A, makes it easier, and B, potentially makes it cheaper. Um, looking for solutions like that periodically is, is a thing that's worth doing to both manage your expenses and your time. Because right. technology is freaking amazing, and it's fucking horrible at the same time, right? Because, oh, yeah. you know, you want to do something and you think, oh, I can do that. It'll be super easy, right? And then you realize it's not super easy. It's actually a giant pain in the ass because there are, you know, 20 different moving parts and yep. whatever the hell it is that you've got to actually put together to make the thing happen. And before you know it, you know, you've you've sunk hundreds or thousands of dollars and or, you know, hours and hours of time into trying to do something that you thought would be simple. Right. Um, and that and that just happens because of creep, because of, oh, I want to do this thing because it would be a benefit to the business. And it may right. genuinely be a benefit, um, but it could also be a huge time and cost sink because of how things work. Right. I find that where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to just put up a landing page for this. And then all of a sudden, four hours later, I'm still putting up the landing page. Right. It's only going to take me 10 minutes to do right. because now I'm having to link different accounts to it and different things. Yep. So, and also the other thing I would suggest on along those same lines is call those providers. Um, a lot of times, you know, I'm trying to do something on my website. And if I just pick up the phone and call PhotoBiz mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. They do it in like less than 10 minutes and have it all set up and done for me. And they've spoiled me a little bit because now I don't even try to update my website. I just call them. them Um, But, you know, if you're getting really frustrated, like I would much rather stay on hold for 10 minutes and have them have it done in five than spend four hours trying to figure something out. So calling those customer service lines to just say, hey, is there an easier way to do this? Or, hey, walk me through this um, really helps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing I'm bad at doing um, is asking for help for stuff like that. Um, Unlike me, who's always like, (laughs) Firoz, my phone doesn't work, help me. (laughs) Right. Uh, Drew has a a really excellent comment, and this is a really good point about the, the, the mentality of increasing revenue versus the mentality of cutting costs. 
which is that cost reduction is a recipe for stress. Um, cutting things you don't need or uh, aren't adding to your business or aren't using, that's, that is still a good thing. But that mentality of, oh my God, I got to cut costs, I got to cut costs, that is a, a recipe for stress because right. you're always looking for the thing that you think you can, you, oh, can I get away without this? Is there a different, if the, is there a different cheaper way I can do this thing? And that, that is very stress inducing. Right. Yeah, I would I would highly suggest like trying to figure out ways to increase your like that's more exciting. And I think, yeah, there's more opportunity for that than cutting costs. And yeah, absolutely. Like when you're like, okay, where like, where else can I take money out of all of a sudden you're stressing because now you're, you're concentrating on those negatives, right? You're constantly thinking about, okay, well, like, the the negativity of like I have to cut costs and I have to give up things that I potentially want to have in my life. Like I don't want to do that. And that mm -hmm. does induce stress and anxiety and yeah. 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 And 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 sometimes those <clears throat> when you focus on the dollar value of an expense you you may be forgetting about the ease that it is bringing into your life, right? Right. And so the the flip side of this cost reduction is that sometimes the cost is worth every penny of it because it is genuinely making your life easier and saving you right. time. Um, and and your time expense is something we already mentioned, but I I think it's something that is really worth driving home again because you're paying in your time, and your time is is literally finite. Right. Whereas the amount of money that you can potentially make is 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 theoretically infinite. Right. Right. And and because of that, um, you should be you should be more careful with your time and how you spend your time. And that's not to say that you shouldn't invest time when you don't have the money to do so. Right. But if you do have the money to make it easier and to cost you less time, it's worth spending that money. My therapist and I actually just talked about this yesterday because I was, I was complaining about the house being a mess. And I'm one of those people that like, I need to, because I'm a procrastinator, right? Uh -huh. I need to have things in their place. Like they need to be in their homes. I need things clean in order for me to be able to concentrate on my work. Uh -huh. um, and so I was frustrated and I was like, you know, it's just, it's not fair. I feel like I'm the only person who's cleaning. And she was like, well, why don't you just have your cleaners come more often? And I was like, well, I don't want to spend the money on it. And she just looked at she just looked at me. She didn't even say anything. She just kept looking at me. And I'm like, I was like, what? And she was like, how many times? Because she's been, so she's been my therapist for years. And so she uh -huh. knows me really well. Um, she goes, how many times have we talked about this? And how many times have you mentioned this with like your clients that like, Spend your time wisely, mm -hmm. like do a cost analysis. If, you know, on, on average, like my hourly um, pay is about 250 to $300 an hour. So like when I break down what, you know, I make an hour, that's what I make. She mm -hmm. goes, so you're, what you're saying is that you would rather spend six hours cleaning your kitchen rather than pay $200 for someone to come in to play your kitchen. Mm -hmm. She goes, that is an hour of your time. That That is what you make in an hour. So wouldn't you rather have him come and clean and, and you work for six hours, which means that you're still going to profit more money than to stress over or bitch about who's cleaning the kitchen next. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
right. you have a valid point. <laughs> right. And and all of this is a, is a balancing act, right? There's there's no right. The absolute isn't spend all of the money and save all of the time. Um, just as the absolute isn't you know cut all of the costs to make all right. of the money or or make all of the money so you can spend all of the money. All right. of these things are a balancing act based upon your business and your life and what's valuable to you and what's not valuable to you. Um, but I think the most important thing is that you actually have to take the time to think about these things because right. we get in, and I'm guilty of this as much as anybody else is, um, we get into our habits and doing the things that we do and we don't take the time to actually think about these different aspects of things and how... Um, you know, how they're affecting our lives um, and our businesses. Drew just made a comment that he had a friend who said, <laughs> you can always make more time, more money, but you can't always make more time. Yeah. That's, and that's absolutely true. Yep. 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 That's absolutely true. My wife just said, <laughs> and this is, again, <laughs> the procrastinator's problem. Not just, not only think about them, but do them. Yes. yes. But yes. do them. Yes. You know, and that's that was something that I think I had like texted you about is like I have like all these like grand plans yes. of our life, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden I'm like only doing maybe a percent of like the things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to that like you know, we need to work for the things we want in our life. Like the yeah. you're not entitled to anything. But you are deserving of things. Yes. Um, I just listened to a podcast with Jay Shetty and uh, Chrissy Metz. Mm -hmm. She's the actress in um, uh, This Is Us. And okay. she she like made that statement. She's like, you are deserving, but not entitled. Yeah. And, and I... so if we work for the things we have, we shouldn't feel guilty for having those things. Right. But if we sit here and go, oh, I want a million dollars. <laughs> like someone give me a million dollars. Right. No one's going to give you that. Like right. you have to work right. for it. Yeah. And, and, and a flip side of that as well, I think this is always worth, worth pointing out is it doesn't have to be a million dollars. It doesn't have to be any particular thing. Right. Um, you, your own business and your own life is unique to you and you should make it what you want. Right. The, the, right. There's, there is this sort of pervasive idea that if you're running a business, you need to make a million, you know, six figures or right. something like that. It doesn't have to be that way. Like nope. style your business to fit your life and the amount of work you want to do. You know, exactly. If you want to if you want to put in an hour of effort, you know, every day and that's enough to sustain your business in your life. Do it. Right. Absolutely. You could put in 10 and make 10 times more, maybe. But who cares? I would like to see how people define success personally, because I think I think as a society, we define success by like, oh, you live like in a really big house. You have a really nice car. You have all this excess money. Mm -hmm. Well, I can make it look like I'm doing all those things, but have oh, a yeah. net worth of zero or negative. Yeah. And people um, do that on Instagram, you know, and on, on social media. A right. lot of that is 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 not real. And on top of it, it's like, are you happy? Because like mm -hmm. to me, success is I am happy. Right. It doesn't matter how much money I have in the bank because there's been times I've had a lot and there's been times I haven't had very much. Mm -hmm. Money makes things easier. Money makes things more accessible. It makes things – it just makes life easier. Right. 
But it doesn't necessarily equate to happiness. I know plenty of people who have all the things that we're supposed to have as successful people and aren't people happy. who have made it, but they are miserable. Yeah. You know, I, in fact, I have a really good friend who his business is doing phenomenal. He has a decent relationship from what I see. He's got kids. He's got, you know, the two and a half kids, three and a half dogs, <laughs> huge property. They're traveling all the time. But like when you see him, he just looks so beat and so miserable. And it's like, what's going on? Right. And he might be one of those people who's happy. Like maybe he just wants a couple of acres and a tent. Yeah. yeah. You know, or like, so whatever makes you happy, if you want to go live out of a van, because that's what's going to make you happy. Down by do the river. that. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and again, a, a, a flip side of that whole side of the conversation is um, if you have uh, and, and, and first, let me back it up and say, uh, Zara, you said you want to know what people think of as success for them. Actually, yeah. let us know, like in the chat, tell us what how are you defining success for you? Like what is the goal or goals that you have for your um, for your business um, and for your life? Like what are you thinking of as success for you? Um, but what I wanted to say as a counterpoint to all of that is also there are going to be times, crunch times, so to speak, um, where you, you genuinely spend more time and create more stress in order to try to achieve, um, the goal that you are trying to achieve, the success you are trying to get to. An example for me is, uh, is literally the time right, like right now, like right now, um, before the show, I was trying to get ready and my wife asked me what's going on because I seemed frazzled and I was frazzled because, um, I have increased my video production on my channel to two videos for, per week. Right. Uh, and it's just me, like me and my wife who are doing this. And, um, it, and, and when I say just me, like I'm doing all of the actual video production, she's helping right. me with research and she's helping me with all of the content delivery, which is huge, like tremendous, genuinely. I did a Kim. Yeah. And it's part of the reason I can do two videos a week, but I literally don't have a video ready yet for tomorrow, which is, is one point of stress for me. And then this morning, uh, we wanted to get ready for the show. And what, one of the things we wanted to try to do is stream this to Zara's YouTube channel instead of to our Facebook pages. So I was trying to set that up. And while I was trying to do some of these other things and get ready, um, guess what? I made a mistake and went into my email and I saw that I need to pay our health insurance premium because she just left her job. So. I'm telling you this now, Kim, um, because my wife is watching. This is the thing that was stressing me out is I wanted to I, like I saw that and I'm like, fuck, I just need to pay this health insurance premium now so that I know it's taken care of. And that stress point is off of my brain. Right. Um, so I was getting the thing and trying to pay that. But then I was trying to deal with the YouTube thing uh, to try to get that set up. And then I my brain, because it's my stupid brain, was thinking about the video that I have for tomorrow. <laughs> And, and there was a, there was a part of me that genuinely was like, fuck this and was ready to walk out and <laughs> grab a bottle of wine and pound that thing and watch Top Chef all goddamn day. <laughs> right? Like that's so what really I- really Kim and I are stressing you out. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got from this. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like that's not, that is, uh, I know you're joking. I know you're joking. I know you're joking. <laughs> but that, that obviously that's not the message. The message is just like, sometimes you do suffer that stress in order to push through and get to the thing you want to achieve. Right. And, and if, if that's not a thing you can do, that's okay. But um, also, don't be afraid of going into that if that's the push you need to make right. to reach the success you're trying to reach. Um, and, and, and that's why, as much as I wanted to just walk away from this and grab that bottle of wine and watch Top Chef all day, we're here having this right. conversation because I want to do this. And I want to see all of these things that I'm putting this effort into succeed so that I can reach the goals that I'm trying to reach. And I think one of the things that we should mention, and it's mm -hmm. worth mentioning, is that there are going to be a lot of hard days. There yeah. are going to be a lot of days, especially when like you are trying to build a business. Think about like how stressful going to a nine to five job is. Like they, you have bad days there. Mm -hmm. This is just like any other job. Like you are going to have bad days. Yeah. You are going to have days like I just had one the other day, and I was like. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and go work in HR. <laughs> I like, I even called my dad and I was like, Hey dad, you guys have any HR openings? Uh -huh. And he was like, not for you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he's not like, going to let you get away with it. Yeah. But here's, you know, here's, here's the, here's the real truth that, that, um, I mean, obviously you guys are here watching and, and joining this. So to, to at some degree or another, you're with us in this. But what people forget and what people don't realize is that um, in a lot of ways, working for somebody else is actually easier on your life than running your own business. Um, and that's not to say that working for somebody else is always better either, right? Because there are right. toxic workplaces and, and shit storms that happen in, in whatever, you know, work culture you're in. And all of that stuff is also horrible and can be horrible. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I've said this to Kim several times because she just left her job at the library. And I'm, and I'm, you know, that was a thing that we wanted for her for a long time. And I'm so happy that we're able to do it now. But I have also said, and I mean this, even though I don't really want it to happen, I've also said that, like, if this doesn't work, I'll get a job, right? right. Like, I don't want to get another job. But at the same time, there is a part of my brain that's like, you know what, you know, Working at Quick Trip for whatever, eight hours a day, and then coming home and not having to give a shit about anything anymore, it's kind of nice. There's a right. part of it that's kind of nice. Right? You, like, just turn your brain off. And, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. there there's benefits and, like, upsides and downsides to each. Like, working exactly. for yourself, you're working all the time. Like, your brain doesn't shut off. Yeah. Because I've tried that. I've tried that, right? Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, turn my brain off. Like Can't do it. I'm just going to focus on family and the things I need to do. And you can't like, even if I turn my phone off, even if I turn email off, even if like I turn all of that off, I'm still thinking of the next thing. Like, Oh, like, you know, we can do this to pull in more senior. Oh, like we need to do that bridal show. Cause like we'll pull in more brides. Like I'm constantly thinking and like, yeah, just that's how my brain works because I truly do enjoy what I do. Right. But at the same time, like when I worked for Geico for a little bit, when we first moved to Tucson and I love the fact that like, I could like as soon as I left, I don't have to think about it. Right, right. But then I'd go to work and I wanted to poke my eye out because I dealt with bodily <laughs> injury and things like that. And some of these people, you're just like, listen yep. to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yep. So 
it's a give and take on each it side. It always is. It always is. And we're not telling you to quit your business at all. Yeah. Um, but these these are the real struggles and the real things that people deal with. And and part of this is letting you letting you all know that you're not alone in this. And I think that that's a problem that ends up happening more often than not is when we're working on our own and we're running our own businesses, we have nobody to talk to about this stuff. Right. Um, you know, and maybe we can talk to our spouses about it and that can be great. But sometimes... That's not enough if your spouse isn't in the same situation and, right. you know, doesn't understand it or they're dealing with their own job stress or whatever. So, um, you know. Yeah, for me, that's not an option because, like, sometimes, like, if they're not, like, my husband's an engineer. He, mm -hmm. like, he doesn't have that creative mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I have tried in the past to, you know, talk to him, like, I will ask him technical questions. He's like mm -hmm. my tech support. But like, <laughs> when I have tried to like, talk to him about pricing or profitability or like marketing stuff, his brain just doesn't work that way. Does his it? brain doesn't work that way. And like, I even like, we got into a big fight. This was years ago. Because he was like, I don't understand why you charge so much. Okay. And I he was like, whoa. <laughs> He's like all, and he literally said, he's like, all you're doing is taking pictures. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and I was like. Oh. And so then I like, you know, broke it down. And even then he was like, I, I his response was, I don't understand how a photographer with no degree, because I don't have a degree in photography. I have two other degrees. Yeah. With no degree can make more than an engineer an wow. hour. And I was like, this is grounds for divorce. <laughs> Oh, that had to be an intense. Oh, uh, it was it was bad. I it bet. was really I bad. <laughs> but it it got to the point where like I he it's kind of like we agree to disagree on it. Like okay, he is more than happy with what I make. Like he supports you're... me fully, right. but I make more money than him. <laughs> and he's an engineer. He right. makes good money. <laughs> right, right, of course. But you know, it's like that. We just agree to disagree on it, and. Mm -hmm. Like I do all of the finances so he doesn't have to see anything and it, like it just works out. But like I can't talk to him about that part of my business because he just – he doesn't get it. He doesn't have the capability of mm -hmm. understanding it. But right. when it comes to like, okay, well, why isn't this working or like how can I make this better or like one of the things he's great at is when I put together like a new marketing plan or like mm -hmm. a new business plan, I'll have him look at it because he will start nitpicking it just like he does like his engineering plans ah. and then he'll show me where like the holes are he'll be like okay well someone's gonna ask you this or someone's gonna do this or these are the objections like he's great at that so i play to his strengths like right what can you help me with um but yeah right. don't you know just because your spouse like doesn't encourage you or doesn't understand like understand that they just probably don't get it yep yep you know and that's that's just different people and different brains and different perspectives and personalities yeah all yeah. right, we've got some comments. So we have some success uh, definitions here. For my wife, for me, she says success would have our house slash debt paid off, money to do the remaining house improvements, 30 grand in the bank, and money to do monthly weekend trips around the state with quarterly trips around the U.S. and yearly trips around the world. That's a pretty NC, and that doesn't like require a million dollars. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's easily done with far less than a million dollars. Uh, for Drew, success would be to replace our working for other companies and working for ourselves, but living the same lifestyle. Uh, so basically, yeah, it's 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 making the same amount of money, but instead of working for the person that maybe you don't want to work for, you're right. not doing it for yourself. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, when we were talking about hard days, my wife said so many hard days, all caps. It, it really, there are a lot Fair of hard enough. days. Yeah. There's hard weeks, there's hard months. I, I was just talking to a friend of mine um, about the fact that like, so typically January and February for me are two of my highest paying months. Mm-hmm. And this year, so January, I average about $20,000 for the month and February is typically about 15. Mm-hmm. So I start off the year with over 30,000. This year, January and February, I grossed about 7,000. Ouch. And like, you know, I had money in the savings account. Like I was able to, cause I do plan for things like that. Like God knows what's going to happen. If I end up in the hospital, like I'm not going to be able to work. And if I don't work, I don't make money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had a little bit of a cushion, but like, this is the first month where I feel like I'm back on track to where I need to be. Um, and it's hard. Like, it's really hard, especially when you're looking, you're like, Oh my God, my expenses just went up. Cause I was assuming that I was going to make these money. And there are a lot of hard days, but if you give up, you're never going to get to that end point where you're going to have results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to push through them. Yep. You got to push through them. You got to balance the stress um, and you got to define your success. So you know what you're going for. Right. Which doesn't seem, maybe doesn't seem like it'd be related to profitability, but it really is because your profitability in the end determines that, you know, right. unfortunately money is the, is quite literally the currency or the value that enables the lifestyles that we choose to live. That's right. the way society is structured. And so it, as much as we might hate it, um, that's what that's the benchmark we have to work by because everything costs something and we have to be able to pay for it somehow you know yep. and and it kind of sucks but that's life yeah unfortunately yeah yeah it is drew says i've been in that place had a split with a business partner and opted to go out and get a regular job and take the time to refocus my business and goals uh, for it and for how i want to run it yeah, and that can be a good thing, like literally just taking a little time off uh, right. from it. Uh, Drew says also, as the spouse of an engineer, they are underpaid, and that's a big reason why we don't want to stay in corporate settings. So I can't, I can't, uh, I can't say anything about that because mine, <laughs> mine makes really good money. He's really happy with <laughs> that. Which is, which is awesome. I mean, that's yeah, amazing. It really is. Mm-hmm. He he got really lucky with where he works and who he works with and how much he makes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, more is always great, but I honestly can't complain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in a discussion about profitability, we didn't, I mean, we certainly talked about money and actually profit, but um, obviously this has been a long and, and uh, sort of windy conversation about all of the things that are wrapped around the money that we make right. and, and how we think about it and how we deal with that. Um, so to, to kind of wrap it up, like what would you, what would you say are the key takeaways um, from this, Zara? So the biggest takeaway would be figuring out what your business expenses are, like knowing your numbers and knowing where your money's going and then figuring out how much you need to be putting aside for that profitability account. Um, I would say anyone who owns a business, wants to be in business, even people who work for other people, you need to read the Profit First book because it'll give you a really good perspective on how things are divided up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think the third would be increasing your revenue. Like how can you increase your revenue? 
and it could be something like, hey, you know, on the couple of hours I have that I'm not doing anything, I'm going to go, you know, deliver groceries with Instacart or I'm going to go drive Uber, Uber for a co- right, couple mm-hmm. of hours to like have a little bit of extra income to whether it's paying things off or anything like that. Um, one of the things that I always say, and this is like the controversial, I think, topic for me, at least with my friends and the people in the industry is everyone always says like, just quit what you're doing and like concentrate on your passion. Um, and while I agree that like until you're between a rock and a hard place, you're not really going to make that progress. But if you have a good nine to five job or you're making money doing something and you want to do something else, get that something else going before you quit your job. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can be. Honestly, I would say this depends upon a person's brain, right? Because for some people who are like really risk averse, um, staying there until you have, um, you know, an equitability between your uh, business that you're building and the job that you have is what you need in order to enable the transition. Because then you're basically making a, sh- a, a seamless shift, right? And right. some people need that because of how they are and how their brain works. All right. And then other people are, oh, I've got this nine to five job and my life is fine. Um, so who cares, whatever, I, I hate my job, but even though I hate my job, this regular money coming in is comfortable enough that I'm, I'm willing to deal with that. Right. And maybe you're, maybe that type of brain literally needs to quit and be dumped right. into the fire in order to, to, to get their shit together and do the thing that they want to do, right. but are just too comfortable to do. So right. understand your own, try to understand your own brain and your own mentality and how you, uh, how you work and what motivates you to do the things that you want to be able to do. Uh, exactly. And, 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 and build your life to give you that motivation. Exactly. And I, I do agree with that. Like it, you have to have, like you have to have a fire under your butt. And if that means that you do need to be between a rock and a hard place to have that fire under your butt, then like, yeah, you have to put yourself in that position. Exactly. Um, But also don't, if you have the ability to like really work and build, and it's going to be tough because then you're like working nine to five or 10 hour, 12 hour days, and you're coming home and having to work more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be hard. Like, but if you can do that, then keep keep that income coming in to help support building the business. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. So let's see if this doesn't totally spaz out. Look at that. We have merch and it's (gasps) not freaking out. I'm not going to touch my iPad (laughs) because I don't want it to spaz out with the stupid connection. But before we go, just one more time, we're going to let you know we have this merch. Uh, It's at shp.photo slash bizmerch. And uh, we've got lots of cool stuff there if you want to support the show and what Zara and I are doing here and help us with our own profitability. Uh, we would be eternally grateful for that. And if that's not an option, once again, uh, any help you can give us uh, by sharing the show, sharing the group, sharing the podcast, and letting people know about what we're doing uh, is also tremendously helpful and welcome and appreciated. Yes, we definitely appreciate it. So thank you, guys. Yeah, and we also really, really thank you for spending the time with us here each week. Uh, you know, time is value and, and life. We literally talked about that today and that you're willing to 
do that and spend that time with us means a lot to us and and we very much want to respect that and and give you as much help as we can yeah so thank you yes i'm out of wine though so i think it's time to go i'm also out of wine so i do think it's time to go so thank you very much uh we will see you guys next week the podcast for this episode will be up tomorrow the new case study podcast uh the, which is a podcast exclusive, will be coming this Monday. Uh, so yep. if you're not subscribed, make sure you check out the podcast at shp.photo slash podcast. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Any any last words, Zara? Nope, just see you guys. Oh, wait. Oh. Drew wants to know what the challenge is this week. We totally forgot. Thank you, Drew, for reminding oh, us. Oh, yeah. What, <laughs> what is the challenge that we have for them this week? What do we want them to do and report back on in the group? So I feel like we need to go back to like the cost of doing business. Okay. Because I still haven't seen anyone post that. Okay. And so I want you guys to tell me how much you are spending on your business. What are your business expenses? Okay. All right. So that's it. Come back in with your cost of doing business and uh, let us know what that is in the group because that's that's your base for determining what your profitability yep. is going to be. And I can I, I, I also I think it's worth saying that numbers like that may be something that people are a little bit more sensitive about sharing. And if that's the case, that's fine. Just report back that you have determined what it is uh, right. so that we can have uh, continued the discussion about that and building your profitability. Right. And you don't have to like it doesn't even have to be an exact number. You can just mm-hmm. give us a ballpark like I need to make X amount or like my expenses are Y amount. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So. All right. So that is your challenge. Make sure you report back with your cost of doing business in the group so we can continue this discussion on profitability. Your, your other challenge is to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a really good one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful, 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 wonderful week. Sounds good. You guys right. have a good one. Bye.